Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour nothing of the NRL tour. And a big welcome to the grand final edition of the fifth and last NRL podcast. We've finally reached the penultimate round and it's going to be the Battle of the Beaches, the Silver Tails versus the Fibros, the Sydney Roosters, the Minor Premiers versus the Manly Seagulls who finished in fourth. And Brock, I am very excited. Yeah, looking forward to it. It should be a cracker game. Um, I tipped six out of the eight to make the... Sorry, six, Seven, six out of eight, and the only two that I left out are the two in the grand That's final. Right. Well, so every team, I'm sorry that I put you in my eight because every team that was in my eight are now eliminated. Well, my soft spot cost me getting eight from eight. Manly were ninth, and I put them out to put Canberra in, who ended up losing half their first grade side and finishing yeah. absolutely horribly. So Canberra... Fuck you. But starting, <laughs> starting things off with the Fast Five, uh, you know, I think high... Oh, well, sorry, I've got myself mixed up here. Highlight, low light, your best player of the round, your worst player of the round, and any discussion topics. Yeah. Highlight for me, I'm just going to jump in and say it. Not many after the Melbourne Storm got knocked out, but Cooper Cronk winning the Dallium, I'm absolutely stoked. Yep. Out of the two big players, and Greg Inglis and everyone before, I think he's still super underappreciated, and I don't think people know just how hard he's had to work to become the player he is because he's definitely not a natural number seven. But um, constant refinement. They reckon he spends hours there during the day when nobody's there and he steers clear of the, the media. He keeps his nose clean. I'm just stoked. And now all three of those players have won a Dalian. Yep, he's a gun. Deserved it, um, 100%. And uh, I think I think it was uh, it flattered the rest of the field how close they got to him. I thought him and Cherry Evans um, have clearly been the best players since voting closed. Um, and yeah, he totally deserves it, mate. He's a great player, and I was—I can remember throwing my work laptop last year watching the announcement when he decided not to go to the Titans and stay with the Storm because he—he he could have lifted the Titans to a top four material just to, just by himself. So um, that's a, that's the type of player he is, and thoroughly deserves. It. I know it hasn't been a great year for Melbourne, but. He totally deserves his award. Mm. Well, uh, low light, I have to I think you'll probably be similar here. The only one I could pick out of last week is uh, Denny Badiris' finish, getting yep. KO'd. And um, South Choking. That's not a low light for me. <laughs> I'm fine with that. that I just wanted to see that game. Both games, I thought, I wanted to see one at least go to Golden Point or come down to the last 10. No, I wasn't surprised. Hopefully they're saving it for the GF. Wasn't surprised at all. But Badiris, uh, you've been an absolute legend and a servant to the game, and in particular has been New South Welshman. He was absolutely outstanding in his time there leading from the front. But so, you can see, uh, and I've said to a couple of people, and oh, mate, the game's size, from a poor little bugger, isn't it? Size, like he, speed. Trying to tackle those big blokes around the waist and around the legs. The game's gone past him, but, and he's picked the right time to retire. But I think, what, for the first 15 minutes of that game, he had a high impact. I he's think, a great um, player. I think we have to give credit, though, and Wayne Bennett brought this up, and not a lot of people pay attention. He had two surgeries this year. Yeah. He missed part of the preseason, then he had another neck surgery during the year. So for him to even get back on and end up finishing the year the yeah. way he did, I know the knockout 
doesn't serve its purpose, plus his stint over in England, but he would have been a 300 game player if yeah. Brian Smith hadn't have intervened. So, yeah. congratulations, Denny, on a fantastic career. But, uh, best player of the week. I couldn't split the halves pairings. It was Terry Evans and Foran yep. in the man of the game were outstanding. But on the flip side of that, I thought Pierce and Maloney were absolutely outstanding for the Roosters. And it's one of these matchups this week that just make this game so bloody good. I'm going to agree. Um, both the halves pairings were great. But for me, Matty Ballon. He, he's an unsung hero for Manly. I love him. Got um, a helmet. He just tackles everything, sticks his head, you know, where I wouldn't put my foot. Um, real tough player, real good club man. Um, and he got, I think he got the Channel 9 man of the match in that game. And, well deserved. Um, yeah, good on him. Well, once again, it's funny how it works because the matchup in hookers, they're both very similar. I think friends obviously added more attack this year, but you want to look at the base of their game. It's uh, good service off the ground and making 50 tackles apiece. So yeah. another clash that I'm really looking forward to. But uh, the worst of the round for me, Souths at 14-0. Yeah. you got Greg Inglis. you got a 1,000 Burgess brothers, Sutton, Reynolds. You couldn't have a better side, T.O. McQueen. It's all loaded up, and uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it to Souths fans. And I'm, I have nothing against them, but they choked at 14-0. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting it on the spine. I thought the spine for Souths were tremendous at the first 20. Um, for the last 60, I don't know where they went. 14-0, um, though, mate. Isaac Luke was running a rampage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were great yeah. for the first 20. Their spine was brilliant. And then they just went, I don't know where they went. Well, it's not inside in the grandstand. It's what we've spoken about before, that mentality, and they still don't have it. They can win as many games as you want in the regular season, but you need a finals mentality, and I think Michael Maguire's still got to breed that into them because yep. there was a bit of complacency, and even when they went down, the body language didn't seem to pick up or the aggression didn't seem to really turn. They almost seemed to just cop it and think, oh, oh no, here it comes again. Yeah, It's the, the way it's going to continue. So uh, what about your worst? Yeah, I agree. Oh, well, I just said them, yeah, yep. just their spine. I thought for the last 60 minutes, um, Inglis went missing, Sutton went missing, Reynolds went missing, <coughs> um, and I thought even Luke just went away from what was working at the start of that game, which was just pounding Manly in the middle of the field. Um, he was running 15 metres without being touched at some stages there, but I guess that came with possession as well. So, mm. um, But yeah, South just deer in the headlights. Well, as far as discussion topics go for this week, uh, the fifth of the Fast Five, uh, Paul Green to the Cowboys, what do you think about that? Yeah. Don't like it. No. I'd rather Neil Henry than Paul Green. I'm a bit... Uh, I hope he does well for their sake because I like the Cowboys. But, I, you know, if they were going for somebody first time up, I thought there probably could have been some other options or somebody existing like yeah. Kevin Walters that was probably a little more qualified or a Kidwell. Uh, Paul Green, you know, he, he coached from Q Cup. They won a comp at Wynnum. But one year at the 20s at the Roosters, I don't really think that he would, would have been my top contender. I don't know what happened with Walters. I know he's on the Queensland staff. He won a Q Cup, but I guess his resume looks good. They've yeah. obviously got their reason. They've done their bloody research. Well, he's he's, been going he's, on he's a Queenslander, weeks. and obviously they feel that he can bring the kind of game plan they want to suit yep. Jonathan Thurston. And, and like, so. Henry to the Titans, which is good. I'm well, happy with that. Yep. I'm happy with that, and I think you might find that he uh, yep. usurps the throne if Johnny Cartwright doesn't get some better results next year. Yep. Uh, the paramedic. Coach, it has to be said. Smith has ruled himself out. Henry's obviously ruled himself out. Anderson, uh, today, ruled himself out. But Sheens and Jason Taylor are now the two favourites, along with Brad Arthur. Which one of those three, if you had your choice, would I'd, you uh, I'd implement co-coaches. I'd employ both Taylor and Sheens. I think they need something like that, similar to Gus and Cleary. They need a, a similar model. Well, I'd employ Sheens to do the Gus job, and I'd in, uh, employ Taylor to be the head coach. I'm with you on that, but I'd be going Jason Taylor to do the attack and Brad Arthur to come in and work with the forwards and the defence like he's doing at Manly. Okay. But uh, for now... That's the Fast Five. We're going to jump in straight away with MG and talk about the Grand Final. Let's get it on. Time four, ten in the bin with the Wild Panther, Mark Geyer. 
far as I was concerned, and I wouldn't uh, wreck as much havoc and chaos as I could. And welcoming back now, and for the last time this year, MG, the Wild Panther, and mate, it's Grand Final Week. Yeah, my boys really happy to be with us on this uh, this week. It's a it's a week um, as an ex player that you really wish that you were part of. Um, you know, either the Eagles or the Roosters lineup because you you know that what exactly they're experiencing. And the week itself, uh, I know in 1990 when we made the grand final, we had parade after parade after parade, and we basically um, played our grand final through the week. Um, we we learned a lot from that in '91, luckily. Um, but both of these teams have been to a grand final recently, so um, they, they kind of cancelled each other out as far as you know, the build up to the week goes. Um, but it is it's just a, you know everyone plays when you play footy uh, at a junior level. Um, you know it's always great to represent your country and, and your city and your state. But to win a grand final with uh, your best best mates, um, that is that's the most special of all of all. Yeah, well, I've had a you know a look at it, and you've had people this year that were saying that if the Roosters were to make the grand final, that they lack experience. And I think that anyone that said that is absolutely kidding themselves. You got Maria Hargraves and Pierce and Sean Kenny Dow, Minichar. There's a heap of blokes that have already played in the previous grand final, and then you look at all the other blokes that have played rep football, like Boyd Cordner, Michael Jennings. That these kind of guys that haven't played in a grand final have already been in a similar arena. So yeah, I don't, they're, I, they're not novices to, to big big time footy. I mean, you throw in. Someone like Sonny Bill Williams, who um, played the grand final last year in Union, and he played with a grand final for the Doggies, and you know his his presence, his mere presence is uh, is worth two players. So it's, it's one of the ones that um, I honestly, even at this stage of the of the week, I still am unsure who will win. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Manly win only because of their performance against South and. I didn't say that coming, but uh, the Roosters have just been the, yeah, the Roosters probably deserve it more than anyone. They've been the best team all year and uh, minor premiers, and um, they will start pretty hot favourites, I'd imagine. Yeah, I um, I, I didn't even have the Roosters in my eight. I uh, I didn't think they'd make the eight. I thought um, you know, they'd struggle, and and even throughout the season, they they just give away a shitload of penalties every game. Um, but they their defence uh, is as good as we've seen. Definitely in the last decade, probably going back to that uh, Ricky Stewart defence in 2002 when he sort of changed the league with that gang tackling sort of mentality. Um, I don't know what to make of this grand final because I, I thought Manly were gone when the final started. Like they got beaten by Penrith at Brookvale, yeah. um, and but since then, even against the Sharks, they struggled. If if uh, Johnny Morris hadn't taken down Matty Ballon, it could have been golden point. They could have been out Manly, and and look at them now. They down 14 nil, and they come from the death and, and knock off South, who um, have been great all year, and, and they find themselves in a grand final. And I find myself last week, I was I thought South had been comfortable here, but this week I find myself thinking that, you know, I think I'm, I'm with you, mate. I think Manly might might just get up. That experience well, might just shine through. This this is why I disagreed with you during the year about the Rabbitohs, because I'll stick by what i said a million times. They don't know how to just stick their fork in their food and eat it when it's ready to go. Yeah. Too many times this year, yeah, they got the result, but they let teams back in. They've never, they never shut anyone out on an 80-minute performance and just consistently put somebody to the sword, whereas the Roosters, penalty count or not, I only think they won two, 
they just have a ruthless aggression and, and a, a winning mentality. They don't care if they they lost the penalty count twelve five in that semi to the Rabbitohs, mm. uh, that last round game. Sorry, and it just yeah, didn't phase Manly are a different beast to oh, South. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying. Totally for people, beast. everyone that's still saying that the Rabbitohs are better than the Roosters, I stick by. Oh, no, they're not. Roosters are. They're not. I, you can't yeah, beat right, mentality. Manly, no one's saying exactly, that anyway. what, what you said, Brock, is exactly right. I think that's why they they consider themselves, you know, getting, getting beat by Penrith at home than a. Uh, four 0 against the Roosters, and, and basically straight through against the Sharky, as you mentioned. Um, I think that's the belief they. Well, they kind of. I think they viewed it as okay, boys. You know, we're, we're probably a little bit lucky to be where we are. Let's just throw the ball in against the Rabbitohs and see what happens. And, and I was at the game watching it live, and some of the some of the backfield play that you probably don't see on TV. Um, you know, with Brett Stewart in particular as the, the X factor for their team, he was he was pointing the, the spots in the field. You know, three, two or three tackles before. The, ball, the, the, the teammate was even tackled. So, look, they, they are a vastly different team with him in, in the side. I think they win nine, 9 out of 10 when he plays, and when he doesn't, they win 4 out of 10. So, he is definitely an X factor. Um, and his presence against the uh, Rabbitohs, well, not near the match, uh, very, very close to it, but he just gives every other. It's, it's very similar to St. Williams for the, for the Roosters. You know, just their mere presence on the field uh, makes you think twice. Yeah, it does. You're right. Um, and for me, I look at it and I think if either side was to go down 10-0 in this game, I'd feel a lot more comfortable uh, coaching Manly than what I would the Roosters. I think the, the couple of times the Roosters have been beaten this year, they've given up early leads and then um, struggled to peg them back. Yeah. Whereas Manly, uh, they can play from both sides of the ball. They can play from behind. Um, they're also very good from in front. Uh, and I just look at the halves. You look at your spine and... As you said, I feel better with Stuart back. I know Louis doesn't really rate Brett Stewart, but um, for what they try and do, Manly, and how he complements their halves, um, Matt Ballon's as solid as a rock on both sides of the ball. Um, but oh, And then you, you watch the Roosters. I think it's quick to forget how quickly and how easily the Roosters blew the Knights away. I mean, the Knights threw everything at the Roosters for the first half an hour. Um, the Roosters just blunted it, uh, and then for the last 50 minutes, they ran a rampage on yeah, on a side that, uh, you know, they... That beat Melbourne in Melbourne the week before, so um, the well, form line, the form line came out of both and, good. And Brett Stewart, please do tell big fella. Mate, you tell me, would you pay $700,000 for a bloke who is 29 years old, had two knee reconstructions and has hamstring problems and plays 10 games in a year? Because I wouldn't. <laughs> is, is, is that sum it up for you? He should have just, they should have said goodbye when he got offered the million pounds or whatever it was to play second division rugby. Because well, uh, I, th- I think I, Brett Stewart... On the flip side of that, they wouldn't be where they are, where they are without him, I don't think. I Brett, Brett Stewart is Manly, that's right. I think I don't think he'd be, he'd be the same player at another club, and I don't think Manly, obviously, they're not the same oh, with, without him. The first try that scored overnight against yeah. um, the Rabbitohs. Only, only brothers uh, with uh, uncanny intuition can score tries like that. Left foot kick. Um, and the only person who would have been there in their team would have been Brett Stewart. Cause he needed to, and that's, that got him back into the game. And then yeah. It was just a... a, a an active sheer brotherly love, really. Mm. Well, when he's out there, I admit he can be brilliant at times, but I'm just looking at it from that point of view. I have no idea how they justified such a big paycheck for a bloke who plays about 10 games a year. And, oh, well, they've, won, know, they've won a couple of times. I get that, I get that. And the up, the up, where's the upside, though? He's not young anymore, and he's, you know, and, uh, I just think that, look, I, as Brock, Brock said, I don't think he'd be the player he would be at any other club. So oh, no, no way. Him. No. He 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 is the yeah. X factor along with his brother, but I still think if you tell me tomorrow that it come down to 
the Stewart brothers or the halves, I'm keeping the halves. I'm, I'm oh, not, every day of the week. That every when, day of the week. Yeah, it was just more, more that side of things. The, the amount but of he, games he deserved the paycheck he got. Because if you're Brett Stewart and you won a couple of comms, you, you want to get paid. You want a couple well, of comms, but you, you need to be on the paid. field. Yeah. You can't miss Australia. Australia. Game. I mean, the both freak. You know, he's, he's obviously had his injury worries and... Mm. and and that they're well documented. Um, because he's only a slight fellow. When you look at him yeah, oh, uh, no on doubt. TV, he's, he's, he's one of them players that he's a throwback from the 80s and 90s where the fullbacks and, and outside backs were that size. And he, he does, he's, he's in a Brett Hodgson mould, but he's got a lot more pace than Hodge ever had. Yeah. But what about the other Stewart? I think Glenn Stewart's, he's struggling massively. I don't think he's, he's playing he's, before he's all, he looks like he's got, he, I know he's been struggling all year with his right arm. He's always, he's always cradling it in like a, in a, like a brace. I don't know whether it's nerve damage or, or shoulder damage, but you, you, get, look, you get a feeling that when they were playing against the Sharks, down their last, you know, basically that bit of energy they could muster up for the whole season. You reckon, I, I do believe that if it went to Golden Point, Kyle would have won that. Um, but I think, I think as a as a team, man, we're just basically rebounded from that and said, well, you know what? That, as as I said earlier, that's, we're so lucky to do where we are. Let's, let's not make, let's not, you know, scrape it, cry over spilt milk. Let's just get in there and, and win this comp because we've been here a long, a lot of time before and we can do it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one, the one for me who's been wounded all year, I'll give a massive rap to is Anthony Watmore because he's been outstanding. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I know he's had a bit of a, a change on the off-field, and as they say, happy wife, happy life, but he had his new missus. I'd be happy too. Sorted Jesus. out uh, all the off-field <laughs> stuff, and my God, even after the knee problem that he picked up in that, uh, I think it was the game against the Warriors, a couple of rounds to go, but he, he just hasn't stopped all this year. I think it's been one of his better years, and I think he's in his thir- he's 30 now. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it's his best year he's played. I can't remember him playing a better year. More, uh, in, probably more individual year, but I've never seen him in such a... A role that he's he's a vital part of the of the team. You know, he's he basically he's he's putting the team before himself, and that's just comes with maturity. Yeah, and he's got some of those dumb errors out because my god, he had a couple where he couldn't even play the ball a couple of years ago. He seemed to have uh, definitely fixed that problem this year. Yeah, so angry Jeff probably gave him a few. Yeah, I think sprays, he, I think he was great in Origin too. He's oh, been he really good in Origin. Probably the last four games he played well in Game Three last year, um, and then took it into this year's series as well. So that's obviously helped him mature. Um, yeah. on the field it's uh, breaking this down I don't know if you guys see it the same way I do but I've put it in the backs halves forwards and the bench uh, as far as backs are concerned I know Manly probably have the best 1-7 to seven in the comp but I do think the Roosters have a very bloody good 1-7 to seven as well so yeah. I, I'd slightly give the advantage to Manly but I wouldn't feel too bad about it if I was a Rooster uh, the halves I give it to Manly just because of the pairing I feel that Maloney has to carry Pierce a little bit uh, but here's the breaking thing for me, and this is why I think the Roosters are in the game. I think their forward pack and their bench just absolutely crap all over Manly, in particular the front row rotation. Their front row rotation is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, that's, um, one place, you know, that's one area Manly exploited against the Rabbitohs, and a lot of inside balls um, basically double inside balls to each other around the ruck, and, and the big Rooster forward, uh, the big Rabbitoh forwards were found lamenting. But. Um, I don't think the Rooster forward, the, the Rooster forward nah. will, will fall for the same card trick. I think, I think you're pretty right. I think we've probably got the, the, the best and the second best back line and halfbacks in the comp, mm. um, whichever way you want to position them. Um, but yeah, when it comes to forwards, I think Rooster's got the best forward back in the comp. You just, you know, I think you can isolate it as easy as if if I'm Jeff Tuvey, I'm going to have Mitchell Pearce beat me. I'm going to bash Maloney. I'm going to run all the traffic in the world at Maloney, and yep. I'm going to put the game on Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. Um, because I think Maloney's he's he's proven uh, to be you know a brilliant brilliant buy. He plays on the same edge as Sonny Bill, so if you can 
if you can isolate Mitchell Pearce, um, try and have him beat you on that right edge, um, or kick you to death, he's not going to do that. No. Um, I think that's no, where the best opportunity lies. I, I, I do think that since Origin, Mitchell Pearce has been one of the form players, not just form halfbacks, but I think one of the form halfbacks, especially in the last six weeks um, of the Roosters' campaign. He, you've got Michael Jennings and Maloney outside and inside you you've got Sonny Bill Williams and, and Jake Friend has been probably the most improved player in the competition so yeah, um, yeah, with, uh, with growth around you, you you can't help but grow and I think you know Ronald Pierce is very enigmatic um, especially in the Origin Arena I think what he's done for his club is, is probably underrated mm. I think Manly Jeff Tuvey should show um, his troops what Queensland did to Pierce and Maloney in game two that's that's the exact blueprint that I'd be taking if I was manly to this game. Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I, look, I, my name is a pretty thorough dude, um, Jeff Tuvey, and I, I actually played in the grand final with him back in 1987 in the reserve grade grand final. He was a he was a young blonde little surfy dude come off the bench, and um, if I were, if you were said to me then that this bloke's going to be one of the better coaches in the comp and, and coach his beloved manly one day to a grand final, I would have probably said, you're, you're kidding, he's, he's too shy, he's too little, he's too... He wanted to make first grade, and um, then and then watching his career unfold as a player, where he put his head where most people wouldn't put their feet, mm. he was just a, the ultimate Trojan as far as a footy player goes. And uh, a lot of people are often asking me who the, the toughest men I've ever come across in footy are, and, and you know the the corporate line is usually the Les Davidsons and David Gillespies and um, you know the like of that. Um, but gee, Jeff Tuvey's right up there with him. Yeah, so is Danny Williams. That count for pound. Down yeah. for pound, Jeff too. I remember Adam McDougall stomped on his face in the '97 Grand Final. Yeah. And he come back on the field. You get six months these days. <laughs> yeah. 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 You get six months. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, crazy. I, th- I think we've all forgotten the toughest man. Really, is Danny Williams. You know, oh, th- throwing a king here. That's uh, you know, it's pretty, toughest man. Pretty big. <laughs> that, 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 you know, that was a very tough act there to run over to Marco O'Neill and put him to sleep. Yeah. Danny Williams. He's holding the title for me. What a tool. Uh, if I was the Roosters, I'm looking at it as simple as this. I mentioned it before. Uh, it's the forwards for me and what they've got coming off the bench. Uh, and the, the set starters, I think Tupou and Sheck are probably two of the better in the comp. But on the flip side of that, all I've been doing all this year is raving about how good of a set starter George Tafur is. But uh, I really think that Manly have to do their due diligence, make sure they stop big Tupos, stop Sheck from cutting them up. Because after that, it's going to be followed with Jad Ray Hargraves. Right. It's as simple as that. the Lawn Muller, Sonny Bill Williams yeah. and... On the manly side of things, I think it's key to get early ball, especially to the left edge, and pick on Sean Kenny Dow. Because as much as uh, they tried to show on Channel 9, Orbit Vision saying he's a great defender, which clearly showed that Sheck had to cover up for him every single time, he's a revolving door, that bloke. He spins around that many times before he makes a decision. I'd be putting Matt Eye on him all day, because he's very persistent off that left foot. I think they could really cause some damage and... Yeah, well, I'd bash, I'd bash the other side, and then have your long-sided shifts go onto yeah. that that edge, Kenny Dale's edge. Defensively, he doesn't make good decisions at all. Well, both um, both ways, I think it's. He's simple. lucky he's got Sheck there because Sheck is a good shutdown defender. Mm. Um, he's always up his ass, covering up for him. Um, well, you've got, you've got probably three of the best, three of the best wingers in the competition, and they've all had breakout years. And then basically nobody has ever heard of Sheck or, or Tupu or George Tafura before this season were commenced and. You're throwing the Wolfman who's been in a permal patch ever since he started eating raw food and he's turning into tar. I'm not Wolfman. Um, you've, got, you've got probably four of the best wingers in the competition on this way. It's just it's one of them games. Like, we can dissect it, we can chat about it, and, and that's the best, best fun about it. But at the end of the day, um, 
the team that goes out there, they're, they're such an even team, such even teams. Um, and they've both been up at the top of the table all year, which is a hard thing to do in modern day rugby league. Um, it basically gets down to one thing, and that's who wants it the most. I know it's a pretty old thing to say, and it's a pretty flippant thing to say, but, yeah. you know, Manly wanted it more than South the other night. South, and that's why I get back to Lewis's point, that he makes a good point, that South haven't just quite wanted it as much as other teams this year. You, you always get the feeling that they've got the flamboyance and they've got the size of the, the pack and they've got the halves who can do anything when they want it, but unfortunately for them, they just didn't want it. They didn't go to the Jaguar. Exactly. The two teams that did all year are the two teams left in the comp. Yeah, but winning's a, winning's a habit as well. I think mainly mainly know how to win. Mate, um, South won, won plenty of games, but this time of the year is a different mentality. Yeah, exactly. You That's can, what I'm saying. You, you can scrape Big in, you can scrape in at seventh if you want to. It doesn't matter. But when you get the finals football, and Manly proved it the other day, when it comes to this time of the year, you need to have that killer look in your eyes. At 14-0, the other night, the only thing in my mind is let's just kick these blokes to death beat the absolute crap out of them and yeah. pile on the pressure and get some points. And they didn't do that. Manly, Manly threw caution to the wind, started playing in behind them and just gave it to them. And they didn't take their foot off. They let 30 unanswered points in the after The best thing for me is Manly's composure. Like they just, well, look at if the you're coaching them, you're always confident, regardless of how much time's on the clock, because they don't uh, lose uh, their composure. Jamie, Jamie Lyons, when he's on the field, I'm, I'm if I'm a coach, I'm comfortable. Yeah. If, if I like Jamie Lyons on the field as my captain, then... Um, I'm behind. As long as he's on the field, you, can, you know you got you got your, your halves who we've been speaking about who are so good. Um, but Jamie Lyon, oh my God, this makes me more frustrated. That he's not putting that blue jersey on because honestly, if he played for New South Wales, it could be the difference between winning and losing. I um I heard Gerds on I think it was on the Saturday offload on Triple M say that. Um, you know, about he was talking about Kieran Foran, and Kieran Foran's my favourite player in the comp. I love him. Um, yeah. Can't get enough of him. I think he's very underrated in what Manly does. Um, he was saying that Kieran, he didn't realise how big of a talker Kieran Foran is on the field, just barking yeah. at blokes, oh, organising. Um, so I, I think, just for me, I look at Foran and, and Cherry Evans and, as you said, the composure. Um, but Christ, the Roosters have had some year. Um, if they can play at even 75% of what they their oh, best, yeah. Christ, it's, it's, it's going to be a cracker game. Well, I, I, I can make a prediction right now about the coach of Manly in, in five or six years' time or even seven years' time. I think Turgill will be a, a Wayne Bennett-type coach at um, Manly because he's that good. But you can see the, the, the succession, how it goes. Bobby Fulton started in the 90s with a, a team of uh, champions. He turned your great... It was, a, it was a champion team, but he turned, in, turned into a team of champions as well. Um, and then Desi Hazel took over, very much in the, the same mindset as, as Bozo. Um and then you've got another clone in, in Jeff Tui. I think the next clone to come along is Florin. I think I think Kieran Florin is that type of bloke who is by so much into the manly ethos of yeah. um, us against them, which, is, well, let's face it, that's why they are who they are. The manly have been so successful because of their uh, insula-peninsula type attitude. Um, and they just thrive upon that. They, they love it. They love going under the radar. They love... They were probably one of the closest teams off the field in the competition, which also helps a lot. Um, and I, 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 I hate to play against them. They're a team that I would hate to play against because they never go away. Well, I'm, I'm, I 100% agree, but I look at the Roosters almost in the same mould this year. They've come together really well. Uh, you know, They showed that bit of footage the other night. All the forwards hang out. I think they've also got a fair Polynesian culture there, which you know kind of binds a lot of them all together. So I, I get the same kind of vibe. They seem to hang out together. They've got the friendships, the relationship. You can tell that on the field. We've spoke about that. With you. you look at teams like Melbourne, 
with that core group of players or South this year, bar the final series. All the teams up the top have those common relationships, have those common goals. They make those sacrifices. They go on the grog bands. They do everything together. And all those little things off field, as much as people can't appreciate, uh, probably you know going to the movies or having a card night or doing stuff like that, all that time together makes you better on the field, mm. makes you better at training, makes you more in sync. So, there's, there's... Oh, and that's, that, that's, that's exactly right. And that's why Cam Robinson's been, that's why he got the coach of the year. He deserved it because he's, that, was, that was a missing ingredient at the Roosters. They've always had the ability, they've always had the players, they've always had the, the backing of Politis, but they've never had that strong bond off the field as players you know living in the where they live it's kind of a lot of temptation yeah um you know in and around the city and bondi and but trent robinson somehow has managed to do that and, and galvanize the team more than even after last week in the lead up to the game against newcastle you know they had the uh the, the drug probe into their club it didn't affect them one bit in fact it was probably as as most thought it might but it, it, it turned the other way around and it did galvanise them and they, they are a very strong unit they, you know and it's a good point you make the, the teams that are happy off the field are, are usually the teams that are happy on the field and, and when you're happy on the field that means you win footy games yeah oh, it makes a difference that's for sure oh, well, big time, big one time. for me um, and Trent Robinson's done a brilliant job interesting that he said last I think Saturday night after the, obviously they win against the Knights that He's he's going to play Boyd Corner hundred percent. If he, if mm. he's right to go, he's going to play him. For for me, that's it's a grand final, massive massive call. Um, how would you handle yeah, this situation? I, I, for I, me, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't think look if I was Trent Robinson and I'm not Trent Robinson, I don't think you can carry both Boyd Corner. At 75% and Dan Mortimer on the nah, bench. Mortimer's gone. Oh, that's what I was just about to jump in afterwards and say his involvement has got less and less. And Jake Friend. Yeah, no, but this, the question yeah. is would would you play him? Well, would I play Boyd Cordner? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, okay, I would. if four, four, and you'd, you'd say Jake Friend, you're playing 80. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You'd throw Ormerson in and hook for a couple of sets there. You throw Maloney and hook him and put something at the 5-8 for five minutes, and that's what they're doing with Dan Mortimer. Oh, you can, around around. you can so, get around that. You can get around that easily. But Friend played 80 for four years prior to them having a little dabble with none. No, no, I don't, I don't think that's the issue. And yeah. what I like about that, MG, is if they if they move Mortimer off the bench, it saves them two interchanges. Because what a crock of shit it is yeah, to, put, minutes. to put yeah. bloody Mortimer on for you know five to ten minutes, use an interchange to get Friend off, use an interchange to get Friend on, when that interchange, well, the two interchanges could be used to keep... Mower or, or Warrior Hargreaves fresh. Yeah, especially if Cordner's the unknown quantity. You know, well, that's right. Gonna, how he's going to come back after six weeks yeah. on the sideline. And I mean, this is the biggest game of them all. Like, I, you know, if, if that did happen and Dan Mortimer didn't get a berth, I'd be, I'd be sad for Blake because he's played a great role this year. But sometimes yeah. the tough decisions no, have to be made by coaches. You've got to put the team. When you look at that side, you, you've got to pick Warrior. Warrior has been one of the full-back roles of the comp. Um, no, no, Napper. You know, young Napper. Yeah. I, I, I seriously think about keeping him on the bench as well. So, so would you um, would you start Cordner or would you keep him on the bench? On the bench. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I I'd probably start him. Nah. Look, depending you on how injury start. is, I suppose I'd rather him. I'd rather him get straight out there and get into it. Yeah, I'm the same. Well, I'd probably throw him out there, move Guerra to the bench, piss Mortimer off, like we said. Um, and what about O'Donnell? If I think O'Donnell's got to come back into the side, I'd probably drop Lou. Yeah, so okay. my, my Napa, bench would Napa be would get my, spot. my Orbison. bench would be Guerra, Orbison, Napa, and O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're on the money. Well, the other thing too, and it's like I said before, not only his friend played 80 minutes the couple of years previously, but they used to just move him in 
to 13 when they brought Narfe and the other blokes on because he's such a bloody good ruck defender. He's yeah, next you, can tell, you can tell on having Kaya. You know, the, the one minute, the one game they leave more to the out. That's the one game Jake Friend goes down the first one. Yeah, minute. but you can't play those games, can no, you? you? I just... know, I know. But this, this is the biggest game of the year. So yeah. this is where uh, Trent Robinson's true medal as a coach will come through. If he, he won't if he change. Has 100% um, confidence in what Dan Mortimer can do, and if Dan Mortimer, I know Dan Mortimer can play longer than he has, you know, than he has been playing. Yeah. But if all of a sudden he's, just, he's got to play 30 minutes a half, and you know, it's just, just there's a lot of conundrums to throw up. It's a bit like Origin when we spoke about Josh Reynolds on the bench, you know, and yeah. I, I was a big believer that they should carry him, but now after the series, and in hindsight's a great thing, but there's no way in the world you carry a, a utility in Origin. No, as, as a coach, I'm, just, I'm picking the best 17. But after, I'm, I'm picking the 17 that's going to win the game, the, and Mortimer's not going to Mortimer's not going to contribute enough for me to carry him. 26 rounds, though, in the finals. I doubt he's going to make it that... I'm just putting no, it in that sense. Uh, after all that... You know what it would do? If he dropped Bill Mortimer now, it would only show out the week's preparations. That's, like, that's the only story it would be. Yeah. And, that, and the other one, they wouldn't have, look, the Russians wouldn't have want to upset the apple cart now. It's, it's, no. it's, it's not going to happen. They well, if, they if you tell him at 6 o'clock on Sunday, it might, mightn't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think after all that, Sorry, it's, Dan. it's uh, time, time to get to the business end. So we want uh, your first try scorer, your winner, and the score line, and the Clive Churchill medalist, MG. So what are you thinking? Okay, well, I think one of the, I think the first try scorer has got to be one of the wingmen, either Tupu, mm-hmm. uh, Tafua, Wolfman, or... Um, Sheck. Um, if I had to pick, I'd probably say Tupu from a bomb. You read my mind. Um, but I think you know. I think Bruce is might be out to an eight, eight or ten point lead, and then I think the what uh, I, I saw it being a bit of a carbon copy of uh, the, the major semi final, uh, the, the major prelim. I think that the I think they'll get out, and I think they'll chase them down. Manly chase them down, but it'll be a tight game. I'm thinking twenty two twenty to Manly. Um, if Manly win, I think uh, Chad Evans is going to be man of the match. I don't know what way it's going to go, but I'm going 12-10. I don't yeah. know who's going to win, but yeah, I'm well, going 12-10. What about your try scorer and your Clive Churchill? For me? Yeah. Uh, Clive Churchill, I think it'll either be Foran or Cherry, Cherry Evans. Um, if it's a Roostar, it'll be Jared. Jared. Or Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill had an enormous game um, Bill, last bro. week. Um, who first try scorer? Yep. Uh, Sonny Bill. For the Roosters, or, or um, I don't mind Justin Horrow. He's, he's popped up and scored a couple of first tries this year yeah, on that left right edge. Mm. I, I don't um, mind a dirty back row try, but I'm, I, he read my mind at the start. MJ, I had written down here Tupo off a high kick. I think he might snatch the first one. I've got the Roosters winning twenty to ten. I think uh, they'll do the business. I think the defence is too tough, and the forwards uh, do it for me. If they're going to win the Clive Churchill Medal, if they win the game, I think Maloney. But at the same time, two dark horses for me. Jake Friend and Jared Rhea Hargraves. They're both animals. They're paying $17 out of five bidder on each. But I'd love to see Jared get it. But uh, if it went Manly's way... Tri- um, history tells you that he probably won't. No, nah, exactly. Know? And that, that frustrates me because... Well, Brent Kite won one, so if Brent yeah, Kite can win a Clive Churchill medalist, Jared, Jared <laughs> deserves three. Everyone on the losing team, like, come on. Anything's possible in the grand final. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, if it was a Manly player, I'd, I'd go the, the typical, like everyone would be foreign or Cherry Evans. Uh, you know the one for me, I think they've got the over and unders up. The uh, over is 33 and a half. In the three, the three games they've played this year, yeah, the three games they've played this year, none of them have been over. Well, Manly's only scored 16 points in three games against them this year, under. so I'd be going under as well. Yeah. Massively. 
but massively. Just, just are, you boys, are you boys uploading your podcast over the World Cup? You're still going over the... Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do a preview and a review, I think. I don't think we can go week to week during I, the I World can't Cup. go week to week talking about Italy versus, you know, <laughs> USA. I, I don't... No, I don't, yeah. Maybe, maybe the semis or something. But yeah, we might, we might do preview and then uh, finals and then after, yeah. post... Well, congratulations, boys, on a fantastic year. Um, you've taken a regular worldwide storm, as they say, and um, I'll see you where it's on Wednesday. Well, mate, I'm, I'm going to barb you two more times here because you're a Panthers man. New South Wales Cup and Holden Cup, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, I'm obviously going for the Panthers um, in both. I think, uh, you know, Tennis have got the best done the 20s player in their team in Bryce Carlisle, plus a, a, an ensemble that will we'll all play first grade within two years at least. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warriors, big, mean, and strong. Um, but you get early, early points on them. I think you can get them. Um, yeah, hold the ball. No, I think. Yeah, you know, I think the uh, the New South Wales Cup up against them against the, probably the hottest team all year in that in that grade in that in that comp in the Sharks. Um, they've got a, an unbelievable team, and especially young uh, Peachy, who I'm glad Penrith have bought next year. And, yeah. Um, boys, I did hear a rumor today. I don't know how true it is, but someone told me just you know, you know, I was walking past in High Street down here in Penrith and. A bloke stopped me and said, uh, "Good news about Corey Parker signing with the Panthers." And I said, "Oh, it's the first I've heard." So, Corey um, Parker. Yeah, I don't know if there's any. Wow. Any, I don't know what's going on with that, but he just uh, he kind of said that it might be happening. I said, "Well, mate." Yeah, I'll tell the boys. He, he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be welcomed. I'll, I'll give you a good way to find out whether that's a true source. Was the bloke on High Street wearing shoes? <laughs> Mate, he wasn't. He, he, was, uh, he, was, he had a book, uh, book but with him. He tried to sell me a book, and yeah. um, he had a cross around his neck. So I'm, I'm, I'm believing in Christ. Did he say, praise the Lord, Angie? <laughs> the Lord, yes, sir. He's bring a Corey, a Parker, to Penrith. Yes, sir. Uh, if we're going with that one, mate, I'm sorry to rain on your parade there, but I'm going the Sharks and the Warriors to win both oh. those comps. So. Oh, jeez. You, you're that kind of bloke who walks around the cloud above his head all his life. Yeah. No. There's no cloud <laughs> here, mate. You're a Panther. No. You're a Panther of the neck of the woods. You've got to go for the genius. I think the Panthers will win the Holden Cup comfortably, and I think I think the Sharks will be too good for Windsor, but I, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. Mm. Yeah, well, beautiful. I, well, again, congratulations, fellas. Good luck with great work, and... Uh, I'll chat soon. Exactly, Enjoy. Mate. And uh, big thanks to you for all your help this year. It's much appreciated by both of us. Obviously, just a little small operation, but uh, for you to give some time to us, it's super appreciated. And linking us up with other people as well to have a chat to, super appreciated, mate. And uh, thanks yeah. for the year. Absolute pleasure. You know that. Talk to you soon. No worries, mate. See you, so, boys. A massive thank you must go to MG for helping us out this year with the fifth and last NRL podcast. He's been a great supporter from day one, and it is much appreciated. But as always, you can catch him six to nine weekdays on 104.9 Triple M, the grill team. So big thank you again, MG. We'll now move on to a quick review of the two semifinals from the weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield, and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and legends. Alrighty, review of the preliminary finals from the weekend, starting off with the Souths 
the Manly game, Manly prevailing to make another grand final, 30-20 to 20 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And I think this one can be summed up pretty straightforward. They got up 14-0, as we mentioned previously, in the fast five, and uh, they choked. They went away from yeah. what was working, and Manly scored 30 unanswered points and conceded one on full time, which obviously meant nothing by then. And uh, full credit to Manly, but zero credit to South. They really, really lacked an intensity that you needed to make a grand final. Well, they had it for 15, 20 minutes. That was it. Um, until possession swung, uh, and they just made uncharacteristic errors. Uh, they they just looked off the boil. Um, really struggled. Uh, I don't know what to put it down to. Uh, obviously a tough day. Michael Maguire lost his mum. Uh, whether that was a distraction, you can't really use that as an, as an excuse um, for their performance. But you've just got to give the credit to Manly. They, they know how to play finals football. They know how to remain composed. Um, they know how to play for 80 minutes. Uh, and they know uh, they've got halves and, and a hooker and a fullback that all just execute and, and put pressure or maintain pressure for 80 minutes, whereas South couldn't do that. And, you know, where does South go from here? Like, uh, we said this last year. They had the Adam Reynolds excuse last year. Adam Reynolds hurt his hamstring. Yeah, but they're, um, they're this now... This year's a different... That was a different loss. That was a tough loss. They got bashed. Leading 14-0. That's Simple. a tough loss to come back from. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of a hangover from that that performance. They're heading into now what I explained to a lot of people about the, the Melbourne and Manly situation. To stay up, they've had to re-sign key players, which is fair enough. But now you're starting to lose the privilege of your depth. So... Justin Hunt, Nathan Peets, Andrew Everingham. Uh, I've already forgot the bloody front row with a dodgy haircut. Starling. Mitch, yeah, that's one. Starling, he's going. Uh, Jason Clark's been rumoured to be leaving as well. So all that depth they've had the privilege of that should be playing first grade yeah. at other clubs is now going to be shredding out. So. Yeah, and they they might and people say, oh, well, we didn't use them this year. Well, hang on a minute. What happens if a few guys go down next year? Mm. You de- and similar well, to what we said about Manly this year, they did use them in the, the tough times in the origin periods and a few injuries. And they but lost. That's the thing, same as the Roosters, when you're up for a little bit. Uh, the flip side of that situation, and Pete, oh, I can say for the Roosters, is if they lose Sonny Bill, they got free money straight away again. Yeah. They may have had to upgrade some players, but the cap well, increases... they'll increase, get Ferguson, won't they? Yeah, well, the cap, in, the cap increases again. They've got free money, and on top of some of the forwards they potentially lose, uh, you've seen Napa, you've seen Lou, all these guys that are on minimum wage, and there's Kane Evans, who was probably even better than Napa. Yeah who made the New South Wales Cup team the year after playing only like something like 10 games. Well, I think so. the Roosters, Roosters are the AFL's Collingwood, aren't they, really? They're the glamour club. Um, they've got the cash. They've got the, the ownership. They've got the backing. They've got the huge fan base. Um, and whether we like it or not, they are, they're in a marquee position to, to attract marquee players or they're in a mint position to, mm. to attract marquee players, aren't they? Yeah. So, it's, uh, uh, yeah. And that, that's, that's the problem at the moment, I think, for clubs like Parramatta and Penrith. Um, who probably don't have the big, that big of a checkbook and obviously don't have the attractions that the inner city clubs have. But um, you know, even seeing a bit of a strain in, in the Queensland sides as well, aren't we? So mm. uh, but that's a discussion for another day. But um, Souths now, like I said, they're going to, they're heading into Melbourne and Manly territory to keep those key players, keep that spot on to exactly. whatnot the next couple of years. I, they, they had some all right twenties this year, but they already lost one of them to you, blokes, Christian Hazard, yeah, uh, Aaron Gray. Tyra, I think it's Tyson Phillips. There's a couple of guys there that potentially are like fringe first graders or near NRL, but they're in that position. They need to do a Melbourne or a Manly. They're going to have to start buying some good minimum wage players or some good kids uh, to keep bolstering that depth. Because as again, next year, if they lose, there's other blokes that are going to be entitled to pay rises. Yeah. So they're in that same cycle. They're about to head um, over. 
I'm not saying they're not going to be a threat next year. They will, but they, I think next year's a big year for them. They're, yeah. they're done now. But, but I, I look at last year. I thought they overachieved last year. I think this year nah. is a pass mark for them. Um, I don't. It's a pass mark. It's a top four finish. They got more players. You know? Yeah, you probably, probably say a pass mark would have been a grand final. So they almost passed. Um, next year, the pressure's now on Maguire as well. We're going to really see what he's made of because people are going to be asking next questions. Next year is the title. The pressure, yeah, the pressure's going to go on. Because, uh, you know, like I said, they've got no excuses. They've lost that same hurdle twice. They've got big game experience. People have made rep sides. They've got the halves. They've got the fullback. And uh, that's one bloke I want to put it down on. How anyone thought Greg Inglis, I know he had time off, was going to win the Daily M last night. You are kidding yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It's strange. He played the first, you know, 10 or 8 games. He was all right. Yeah, he had a knee problem. But after he came back, he had zero involvement. I think we'll both agree on this. Greg Inglis at 100% and 100% commitment is there's Scary. no player near him. Uh, he's the same club, though. He needs to find a whole year's worth of football. Exactly. Yeah, you, you play exactly. He he is another guy, not anywhere near as bad as the Dave Taylor, but he almost co- he cons people with a few games. Yeah. People are all still talking about round eight, not like who cares? They didn't yeah. win the con. They needed in a preliminary final and a grand final. He needed to take control and really go and watch the 07 so. grand final for Melbourne. The game he pulled off that night. He, mm. I think he set up. He scored two and set up two and just mm. absolutely killed Manly. That's that's what they need from him in big games. But uh, you look at Manly in this situation, full credit to him for rolling a side like South, who are a quality side. Yeah. They, they may have went away from their game plan, but Manly readjusted. Uh, they really put him on the edges. Good ball to Matai and Lyon. Uh, that's been the flavour all year. And their halves on either side of the field, they just control the game. And you mentioned earlier, Matt Ballon, man of the match. Uh, got a nice try there. And the Stewart brothers, Brett Stewart in particular, coming back, he was pretty much the X factor in that game and the yeah. difference between uh, I just think composure, the win and the loss. Just composure. I, I felt <coughs> for the majority of the game that um, Manly just looked composed, even down 14-0. And you wouldn't, there wasn't an, uh, a, a millimetre or a, a millisecond where they panicked no. um, in that game, <clears> and, which is great. And it's a credit to Jeff Toovey. Um, I don't... I know we make fun of him. and no, I, didn't, I didn't think he'd be... Uh, he'd be the coach that he's proven to be. Mm. He's got a great side, obviously, but, but again, he's uh, it's it just shows they're such a loyal club. They've they got are. so many loyal people. They're similar to Melbourne. They're Sydney's version of Melbourne. I said that mm. last week. I, I really respect their culture, their, what they've built. Um, but even the bit player situation, like I said, of finding something to fill the holes. Justin Horro. They've done it. Uh, Brent Lawrence. Yeah. They've done the same thing. And Hassan... And Gower and anyone they've used on the bench this where year. Did, where did Tafua come and from? Hiku, Hiku, oh, he came out of their twenties. He's yeah. not. He's not a surprise. Yeah, he was the gun fullback in their twenties. But those other guys, those bit players that you got to buy last Dave year, Williams. when you strip it down, nah. leaves from Para, goes there, first grader. But he, you could rattle off plenty. But I mean, like this year in particular, they yeah, lost players year. that to recruit again. That recruitment class again. Yeah, every one of the main buyers was in their starting side in the seventeen. And, and I applaud him for Tom Simon Rose. Tom Simon's Tom is another Simons. one. Wow. 
I can't believe the Roosters let him go. No, well, this is another Finchy situation. Get the flick from Parrins up at Melbourne or Clint Newton. Playing against you know? that side, yeah. But th- yeah, this time he's moved in against uh, you know the other team in the GF. So interesting times coming up. But uh, yeah, I, don't, I think we've already summed it up pretty much yeah. as simple as it can be. Manly hung in there for the 80 minutes. They played a brilliant brand of football. They you know they moved to the grand final. Souths go away from their game plan. They forgot what was working the first 20 minutes, and their spine's got a lot to be accountable for. Yeah, It's uh, it's all good to win a lot of regular season game, guys, but uh, winning 24 games doesn't win your comp. You mm. need to do it come finals time. So well, you need to go up another gear. Michael McGuire, like I said, we're throwing out there again. Next year's the year for them. It's the third year of that cycle. More players are going to have to be paid or move on. Uh, next year's the comp. Otherwise, I think they're going to slowly start to see one or two blokes take pay rises and uh, head off to other clubs. But moving into the other semi-final, one that didn't really surprise me, and I don't really know anyone during the week, uh, in particular, Matty John sitting there saying, here comes another upset. 40-14, to 14, the yeah. Sydney Roosters pummeling Newcastle. And people say Danny Badirish was the difference. You're also kidding yourself. He, he's a good player, no doubt, and his service is outstanding. But at his age and his position at this time, uh, he, him getting knocked out doesn't make any difference to that result. I thought uh, this game was excellent for the first 30. Um, and not excellent, well, but it was, full, it was close. It was close. Full, full and credit then, to Newcastle, but this is the example of what South didn't do. The Roosters made plenty of line breaks, didn't get the points, but they come back out the second half and they, they just went panic. straight well, They back. did get the points. They got the points just before half late. time. And that, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. Because Newcastle... Newcastle is similar to the Roosters in that they know they don't have many points in them. But look at the second half again. For the first 10 minutes, it was all Newcastle beating the crap out of the Roosters. Roosters yeah. did the best thing you can do. Complete your five sets, kick the ball deep, and then the floodgates open. Yeah, but I get the feeling that if Newcastle could have scored before half-time and the Roosters hadn't put two on them, it would have been a totally different game. Well, because it, the confidence just... You could see Newcastle get deflated, so much so that when the Roosters scored their first try... The next set, they go down and score another try, the Roosters, just still, because Newcastle were just thinking, shit, it, ta- it, still takes, it still takes discipline to stay in the pocket. I'm not taking anything do, away so. from the Roosters. Mm. I, I just think that this game was a lot closer than what people think for the first half an hour. Um, but the Roosters dug in, played you know, every set, and as you said, stayed much more composed than what South did. Um, didn't worry about the scoreboard. The scoreboard took up, took care of itself in the end, didn't it? Because well, they, they could have ended up putting forty on the amount of line breaks. Though they could have flipped it and easily gone away from what they did, but they didn't. Doesn't matter. And uh, the, the fourteen points in the end means nothing because the two tries they got, they pulled Sonny Bill, they pulled a couple of players. Well, he was filthy. The coach too, Robinson yeah. was filthy. With I know that. he was and, filthy, um, but you, you put and the they cue still in. conceded less points than anyone out of the four sides of remaining, and they exactly. they'll go into this game. Very confident, um, especially with their defence. And, you know, they beat Manly 4-0 last time. So If I'm uh, Wayne Bennett, you want to go back to marking a season, they well overachieved they did. getting in the final yeah. four. They did the right thing, though. You've got to get in the finals, but they surprised a lot of people. They knocked off both last year's grand finalists, and, uh, you know, they ran into a freight train of a side who I think will win the comp, but... You know, make back in the four. Well, the two four. sides they knocked out, the Dogs and Melbourne. I wouldn't have. No, nah. I wouldn't have given you a dollar to put on Newcastle to beat them, even the week when the oh, four well, started. I thought they'd beat the Dogs because the Dogs were horrible this year, but I didn't think. But Melbourne on best, was... uh, sorry, at the start of the year, if you would have said to me that Newcastle are going to play the Dogs first week in the finals and then Melbourne the second week and they're going to beat, beat both of them, well, they beat them out. They beat the Dogs easily twice um, this year. Once, yeah, I know that, but I mean, before and... a ball was kicked, yeah, before a ball was kicked, yeah. sure. But that's oh, what I'm getting. This year's form, yeah, I don't know about that, but. Uh, this one, for me, it's it's pretty straightforward. The Roosters, like you said, they're loaded. They're in another one of those cycles. You couldn't have found any more you know, kids this year. Tupo went up another gear. Two of us, Ashek, blew us away. Jennings, you know, they're, they're still only paying part of his wage, which is, a, you know, absolutely outstanding for them to yeah. pick him up. 
the halves, Maloney's been worth his weight in gold. Well, they, they win, I, I think they're going to be better next year. Yeah, and, you look and, at, I, and I don't care whether they win, lose or draw this bloody grand final. Uh, they're, they're going to be my pick next year because give him another off-season with this side yeah. and people forget that Robinson came, had to move from England back over to Australia um, and they had a lot of players leaving the Roosters. They had a lot of guys coming in. They had Sonny Bill, distraction. They had Jennings <coughs> come late in the preseason. Give him all of his players, you know, mid-November in another preseason. Uh, Christ, how good can they be? And they've got the two in wise, the two most improved players in the comp, which is Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner. And yep. Boyd Cordner won second well, round. Well, most improved, you. I don't think he's most improved. He's just, he's the breakout player of the season. He, he's Boyd Cordner. He was great. He's been great ever since he came into grade. Well, I know he's been great, but, you know, he's a bit of a, a bit player or a bench player, and he was starting a bit. But the way he's gone this year, 80 minutes to origin, and now his coach come out during the week, and he said it himself that he doesn't care if he's not 100%, because when your coach comes out and says, I have all the faith in the world to throw him straight back in, regardless of the injury, that's uh, plenty of confidence in a, in a young bloke who's only 21 years old. I think a lot of people forget. So yeah. a lot more football to come, but uh, that, that one's simple. Newcastle, well overachieved. Roosters get the job done, and uh, this week, the penultimate round, we've got the grand final, the Battle of the Beaches, and I can't wait for it. Absolutely psyched. But yeah. moving on now, we'll jump into the centre bet degenerate gamblers section to have a look at the odds for this weekend's NRL grand final, as well as the New South Wales Cup and Holden Cup grand finals. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get onto Centibet and fire up. Download the Centibet app and get into the centre of the action. Or get onto www.centibet.com and register now. Or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Centibet, fire up. Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Centibet.com. Get the Centibet app on your mobile and fire up. Two free $100 bets to give away every week. And uh, we've got two this weekend, obviously, Brock. No, we've got one. $200 bet. <coughs> um, we're going to throw it all on the New South Wales... Oh, sorry, not New South Wales Cup. The Holden Cup. We're going to have it on the Warriors 20s to win. Um, I know you fancy them. You watch that more than me. And you think they're a good chance. $2.75. So um, 200 on that. It'll get us... 350. Um, Just looking at the other, you know, the other odds, they're, they're pretty short, and I think the other games are both a bit more of a... Well, the Cronulla one, I think, is not a toss of a coin, I think the grand final is, but this one, uh, I think paying 270 is, is pretty good for the Warriors, who have yeah. made a late run and got some players back. So, fingers crossed that turns out to be a payday. But what about our free bets to give away this weekend? How many free bets have we got? To We're going to have three to give away. We're going to have one to give, uh, pick the score competition on all three grand finals, and I'm about to go through the odds um, for all of those. Uh, we'll start off with how the day will progress. The first game to kick off will be the New South Wales Cup Grand Final between Cronulla and Windsor. Cronulla are $1.36 favourites. Windsor are $3.15. Um, you can bet on centre bet with a start. Windsor have got an 8.5 start at $1.90. Well, I think that one's pretty obvious. I think the only way uh, Cronulla will lose that game is if they have their worst game of the year. They have a very, very stacked side. Just about everybody in it's played first grade, bar two or three. So yeah. uh, Windsor's had a great year, and they've got a good side as well, but I think Cronulla get that one. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't mind Windsor with a start. Eight and a half, so a decent start in the grand final. And I, I thought Windsor were, were pretty good last week. Um, but obviously, the, the Sharks are the hot pot, so if you're going to put them in a multi, just back them straight. Um, the, the Holden Cup grand final. The Panthers, they're hot favourites in that as well, $1.45. And as I've just said, our charity bet for the week, the Warriors, 275. The line is a six-point even start to the Warriors, and you get a $1.95 on that start. 
Well, the Panthers clearly on paper have a ridiculous side as well, and you know they they are rightful favourites. But I think a lot of people have you know just forgotten about the five blokes that the Warriors also dropped back from New South Wales Cup in Vete and Harville and their young halves. If Penrith do everything right and kick them and turn them around and cause some errors, I can see them winning. But at the same time, uh, if the Warriors play any kind of football they've played the last couple of weeks and just break out, they're a very hard team to slow down. So. Farewelling uh, John Ackland, mm. last game as a coach. The most grand finals in the under-20s now. That's their third. He's won two, so looking to make it three. Yep. Um, and now we move on to the big one, the NRL grand final. Uh, Sydney Roosters up against the Manly Seagulls. The Roosters has been money for them. They're a dollar sixty-seven, and they'll probably be shorter than that come kickoff. Manly two twenty-five. Um, if you have a look at the over and under, the over and under is at thirty-three and a half at the moment. Um, that's a dollar ninety each or two. That's probably the one um, that I like. Uh, Manly got a three and a half start at a dollar ninety-one. Um, but for me, I, I just I like the total game scored to be under. 33 and a half, it, it takes a result out of it. I, I think it's just going to be, it, it'll be a tight game. Um, points will be at a premium, um, as, as has been the case in all of their games so far this year, uh, the three that they've contested. Um, if you're having a look at the Roosters, you want to back them 1 to 12, they're 280, 13 plus 375. Manly 1 to 12, 330, or 13 plus 575. And if you think it's going to go to Golden Point, $21. So. Well, for me, that one would be a flip of a coin either way on 1-12. to 12. I don't really see a lot of points either, but I'd probably be backing the Roosters 1-12, to 12, uh, or I'd be going, you know, like an any-time try-scorer for any one of those sides and pro- probably one of the wingers, you'd think, this week. They're both fairly yeah, consistent. Yeah, decent odds. I had Daniel Tupo last week. Um, we are down at, at a local establishment, and uh, a couple of boys threw some cash in, and we had Daniel Tupo just to score a try. I ended up scoring the first try, but... Um, Clive Churchill medal winner who do you think who do you fancy I know we did this with MG but yeah. uh, well, um, if Sonny it, Bills are the favourite $6 no nah, I'd be if it was a Roosters player I'd probably lean more towards a Maloney yep $7 I think Maloney the halves um, and, and the my same two one. I had Cherry Evans and Foran Cherry Evans 7 Foran 9 Pierce 11 Friend yeah. you said Friend 11 if I was going a long shot Jared 13 yeah. so there's been a bit of money for Jared well those two would be my long Brett shots Stewart. if I was going to go a long shot for me and they'd be Brett Stewart yeah. or what now 17 both 17 <clears throat> it's usually a halfbacks award or a halves award yeah. sort of kind of thing but similar to the MVP in the in the Super Bowl yeah well the quarterback generally gets it even if he throws a couple of picks if he gets a touchdown or two and some yards it seems to be that you know seal the deal but uh, yeah, looking at those, I'd have to probably look at both the Harves pairings, but Maloney, if it's the Roosters, and probably Cherry Evans on the flip side, if yep. it's Manly. And remember, if you are backing um, your team this weekend, or you back the Roosters, or you decide to back Manly, and they lead at half-time but lose, you get your money back, um, up to $100 with Centibet. So make sure you, uh, if you're going to have a crack, have a crack with them. If you're not yet signed up, there's a $200 sign-up offer. Um, if you join Centibet, um, you get a $200 bonus bet to match your first bet. So obviously if you, you've got, to get the $200 bet, you've got to bet $200 to start with. Um, but if there's some big punters out there, um, get amongst it. Bit of free cash, Ola. But uh, just a second to thank Centibet. They came on about halfway through the year. I can't remember exactly which round, but uh, you know they didn't have to come on board and help out a, a small little production like this, but they have done so. They've been absolutely fantastic. Everyone out there that's won a free bet, I'm sure that uh, you would agree in that situation that it has been great. Yep. Uh, a bit of variety to the page and something to give away, as we all know, as, as a punters, you know, just normal type of people. There's nothing better than winning a bit of free cash hole and being able to throw it around. So, yeah. Well, um, our, uh, those free bets will go up probably an hour and a half before each of those games. So 
um, stay tuned uh, and make sure that you're posting them on the on the fifth and last status, not the gossip status. And it is the first correct score in chronological order. So don't be hurling abuse if you're 30 people down the list and you've picked the same score. First one in. First one. Chronologically, so first one in time-wise. Make sure you have a look when you post it to make sure no one's picked that score already. Mm. Exactly. Um, And go against the grain. There's been plenty. There's been a few, like the last few weeks, where um, I know, for example, the South Manly game, There was, I think out of 70 people, there were only 10 that backed Manly. Mm. So you automatically put yourself in a 1 in 10 chance of winning. So Mm. um, it's worthwhile having a crack on Manly this week. But again, a massive thank you for Centibet.com for coming on board and supporting the fifth and last NRL podcast. And uh, you can always have a bet with Centibet on the NRL or any sport. Make sure you get onto their website and or get the Centibet app on your mobile. They're the best for mobile betting. Centibet, fire up. But now we'll move on to Mr. Gossip. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And joined now in the penultimate round by Mr. Gossip and the tipping comp, my friend. There's only one point separating the pair of you, and it is the last game. I'll tell you what, boys. Right up until we started the podcast, and I was still arming an arring header pick, but... I'll give you my pick later, but yeah, wow, it's come down the grand final. Good stuff. It's good. I've clawed me way back. I got a bit cocky there, and you did. I got, I got uh, shown up. You really did. Melbourne and South burned me. That's who burned me. Melbourne and South. Jack yeah, Harris. well, that's who I picked in the grand final in round one. So well, same. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, well, I, I had Cowboys, Rabbitohs had that work out. One choked and one got robbed first week. <laughs> Exactly. Didn't they did, they did get robbed. They robbed, did get robbed. Probably. I'm not saying they would have made the GF. They probably wouldn't have, but they still got robbed. <laughs> That's true. But what's in the pipeline, mate? Is there much going on this week uh, outside of the grand final? Yeah, well, pretty much. I mean, it's, it's, I'm happy for, for once not to report a Robert Louis Monday, uh, Mad Monday story, so that's great. <laughs> 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 Good. <laughs> But, uh, look, on, on the Cowboys, mate, now you've probably heard, but um, Paul Green, he's going to be the coach there for the next two years. Um, I give you the tip last week that it'll be a done deal. I knew Paul Green had a second interview, and that's usually a, a good indicator. But, look, a uh, good player, Paul Green, his time. Um, yeah, I think he'll do well up there. Yeah, I don't know. I still thought they might have... Uh probably gone Walters I thought he might have fitted in pretty well there obviously he took that Queensland origin job but I suppose only time will tell but uh, a half half back in charge maybe open back up a little more of that attacking flair that we seen at the back end of the year when they were a little more carefree Uh, but yeah we have to wait and see he's won won a Queensland Cup with Wynnum he's done one year at the Roosters this year they they didn't do too bad they got pumped 58-6 by the Warriors but uh, yeah like I said untested just have to wait and see I suppose yeah Oh, I, I'm, yeah. I think I'm still a little bit upset that they sacked Henry. Yeah. But now he's at the Gold Coast, so I should be happy. But um, I just, yeah, I don't know whether Paul Green, in the end, is going to work out a better option than Neil Henry, but I guess the proof will be in the pudding. Look at what Trent Robinson's done this year, and Green's worked closely with him, so, um, you know, it may work out to be a, a good move, but um, we'll just have Tom to wait to so. see, yeah. Well, I'm going to dispel a rumour, boys, and I've been bombarded with this one all week, and that was Corey Parker off to the Panthers. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. 
got a few contacts up with the Broncos, and um, whilst the Panthers did have a little dip on Corey Parker, um, yeah, Corey's going to stay up there. But I am told the Panthers have still got a little bit of money in the kitty, so don't be surprised if they have a, a splash on someone late uh, this year or early next year that's still got some, some cash there. So You've just shot um, You've just shot MG down. He gave us that scoop earlier on. He's getting excited too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said someone walked up to him. I said to him, of all places, High Street in Penrith. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Jorette. And I said, there's only one way to figure out whether your source has half a brain or not. Was he wearing shoes? <laughs> because, uh, yeah, you, yeah. Meet, you meet some well, colourful characters. I've been around all week and I, I got it quite a few times and was tempted to sort of post it up, but did some fishing around and it doesn't seem likely at all. So, yeah. And Corey Parker himself, I tweeted him and you can probably see it on Twitter if you follow our gossip, but he denied it. But, and again, rugby league players don't always tell the truth. But, no. um, oh, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Hopefully it is true. Well, hopefully it's true for the Panthers. I mean, he and Gus said each other with grey hair. Yeah, well, I, I, they get along really well too. Um, so, yeah, interesting. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, well, hopefully MG's right for the Panther fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, the Parramatta coaching role, mate, that's the one on everyone's lips as well. Now, we've had Timmy Sheens, it's been mentioned this week, but I can see that, that ain't going to happen. The board of Eric Town on Jason Taylor. He's been there before. He's a younger coach, and younger coaches seem to be the flavour of the month now. Mm. Um, so all we have to do is look at Paul Green, but... Look, uh, whether Taylor wants to go, there's my thing. I know he did sniff them out and he's wanting a lot of money. So, well, I don't know who you'd pick, boys. Who do you think would be good for the role there? Well, we said earlier, um, I like Sheen's in a Gus sort of role and then have Jason Taylor under him in a Cleary sort of role. I think um, that's the way forward for them. But their biggest concern has got to be getting their board sorted because if I was a coach there, yeah. I... I, I you couldn't sign there. There's no stability well, there. You, just... I, was, I was about to say, if I'm Jason Taylor, how am I asking for money? But at the same time, I probably would be asking for money to pick up that scrap heap. Yeah. And if I'm going to get the sack after 12 months, I'm going to want to make uh, damaging my reputation worthwhile. Mm. Yeah, it's and it's like how many coaches are they paying at the moment? Like, obviously, they're not paying. They're not paying Anderson anymore. They're not paying Stewart. Um, Stewart got freed out. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's similar to the Tiger situation when they were talking about sacking Potter, like. Um, you need to. They need to stick with someone for four or five years and just grit their teeth. Well, um, look how quickly Penrith turned around with a little bit of discipline um, and sticking by uh, the guys you've got there. Yeah, that's a younger coach thing again as well. Mm. Mm. But I think at least Cleary's been proven. I, I don't know about Jason Taylor. He's done plenty of years at the Warriors. He did a good job over there with a club that a lot of people reckon you couldn't uh, get a grasp on. He got into a grand final. So yeah, I'll just we'll just have to wait and see. But. Um, oh, Jason Taylor, well, they shouldn't have got rid of, rid of him in the first place. Um, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah he shouldn't. He, he shouldn't have been on Man Monday. <laughs> yeah, when he got punched out yeah. by David Farlong. Young, young, co- <laughs> young, coach, young coaches still get on the piss and look what happened. Farlago sorted him out. Yeah, he said, "This is what I did to Bray for NASA. Cop this. <laughs> Smell this cheese." <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, boys, there's a few pissed-off people out of the Shire. The Cronulla Sharks, they were very, very confident that they'd land Russell Packer, but he signed with the Knights. So, uh, the piss hands, literally. Yeah. Um, what do you rate him, boys? Yeah, I think he's all right. Um, on best form, he's all right. Inconsistent. Yeah, at the moment. Last few years. The scary thing is he's already played over 100 games and he's 23 for a front rower, so... Uh, if he can get back to the form that they're in the grand final year, he was an absolute weapon. Um, but like I said, again, you flash back to it now, that's two years ago. So under yeah. under Bennett, he does have a knack of getting uh, some of these angry human beings, such as Cade Snowden and the like, McKinnon, 
uh, Scott Smith. He really does love an angry, you know, kind of kind of dirt type forward. And I think he's bought another one, but they definitely needed somebody a bit younger because that forward pack is older. Yeah, I think he potentially could be really good for him. Well, him and um, him and Snowden together. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens again, but um, I think it's a good buy, and I don't think they would have paid overs for him, so um, that, you know, it all bodes well for them. It was a four-year deal, but I reckon they would have stretched the money out. He had one year left, which was a mutual release, and he hasn't been playing that great, so I reckon they would have done the smart thing, giving him the four years, but sprayed the money out a little bit. They wouldn't have to pay too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some good news, I guess, for Eels fans. If, if you're right, Liam Foran, well, he's coming to the Eels. He's had a stint over Newcastle Super League, and... I'm sure listeners remember him from his few stints at Manly when he was when he was covering. Look, he's not a flashy player or anything by any means, but I guess he's a solid player. Um, look, he'll be at the Eels whether he's playing first grade or where he's playing with Phil. He's probably still a better option than Chris Ando at the moment. Well, you're talking about that solid foil. I'm probably happier with this than Luke Kelly to pair up with Corey Norman. He was solid at Manly, like you said. He's this not, is Liam Ford. Yeah, I, thought Liam, I, thought yeah. I thought you said Liam no. Ford. I was getting excited. No, 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 Liam Ford. No, no, that's me. I'm retarded. Yeah. <laughs> He's partly deaf. But, um, <laughs> no, you know, I didn't really mind. He was at Melbourne. Um, he got moved on. You can imagine why. We had a, a pretty good setup at the time there. We are paying a million over the cap. But, um, you know, he, didn't, he hasn't really had many opportunities. But his time when Kieran was out, I thought he was great. He was very solid. He, he was, He yeah. plays his role. And if Norman's going to be the, the six and the ball runner next year, I don't see why Liam can't come in as the seven and control the game like Kelly. Hmm. Oh, I agree. Yeah, um, it's a yeah, decent option. It'll probably be you know a battle between those two, but I like Liam when he was here. and I'll, you know, How low can you go? They can't Paramount, go any lower. Parramatta's fair game. It's open slather for any position. Yeah. Under 20s blokes might play first grade. You never know. Hmm. Yeah, it's worked out well for Liam. He's a bit of a, a late bloomer, I guess. He's gone here, Coast Super League for a bit of a top-up and come back and got a... The first grade gig, so yeah, good luck to him. Happy yeah. days, not bad. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's some changes out the Dragons, mate, but nothing huge. Um, we've got Steve Price now. They've, they've committed to Steve Price as head coach for next year, but they've confirmed, yeah, they've confirmed that Paul McGregor and Craig Young will be the assistants. And look, it's good to see Ben Hormy, the great fellow, if you've ever met him, um, and Dean Young also. They're going to be the um, co coaches, well, the, sorry, the shared coaching role of the under 20. So yeah, good for Benny Hornby. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, I think they both had. Um, I think Hornby had the SG ball, and then I think Young had the. Pass. Young had the no. Young had SG ball. Illawarra Hornby had SG ball. St George, no, St. George, right. Um, so I bumped into both of them during the year, and both their sides probably overachieved um, in those competitions, and um, it's good to see those players actually go back and do a bit of an apprenticeship before they do jump up into a head coaching role, because you can see um, by you know. Robinson, obviously, and Maguire and those guys, Bellamy are the perfect example of making sure you're ready for the job. Um, well, look at uh, Todd Payton. Shared 20s. Yeah, exactly. Todd, Todd Payton. Payton. I, I thought getting the 20s might have been a little too much straight up, but he won a comp, and this year, with injuries and Brooks and other people moving Still out, made the final. He, he did a good job again to steer him in that direction. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it doesn't seem like a bad proving ground, especially if they're long-term players like Hornby and Young were. They... they Obviously, have a relationship and a trust in them. They 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 would be smart enough to see after that amount of time at a club whether they were coaching material or not. Yeah. yeah Benny Holmey, he just absolutely loves the game. I'll talk to you here for hours about footy. So it's good. Yeah, it's good he stayed in the game. Yeah, 100%. good times. Uh, another one about the Eels guys. I'm hearing this more and more and more, and that's uh, Kristen Ninu. Now he's had a falling out with Des Hasler. In fact, Desi punted him from the last game before they were knocked out the Bulldogs. And we know what Desi's like with uh, players with hot heads. Um, I hear they do not get on, 
and Parramatta are currently in talks with Inu. Oh, Crossman? Crossman? He left, he went to the Warriors, he had a dummy spit there, he went to the Dogs. It's like a two-year patch thing. He's happy for a year, and then the end of the next year, he blows it. Yeah. I don't really like him. <coughs> I, I didn't really... I know the whole Dogs thing, it worked out in the short term, but I had my question marks over it long term. Um, and it just seemed, it's been a tough year for Des Hasler, <laughs> like off the field. On the field, it was okay. I mean, they, they made the finals, but Christ, off the field, what a nightmare year. And now Greenberg's gone. Um, yeah, and look at look where his former club is. They're in the grand final, so. But that's all right, bro. There might be got part Rayleigh. of him that's thinking uh, he should have stayed at Manly. Oh, but they've got Ray Lee. <laughs> 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 you got that boy, apparently. Yeah, ah, oh, mate. What, what are you going to do? I, I think Inu wouldn't be a bad upgrade from some of the stuff they've got running around. But once again, it all comes back to price and his attitude. He's going to be a peanut again and last another twelve months or two years and get the sad panda in his second year and decide not to play again well that's one thing but also price you definitely wouldn't be pay over for the bloke he, he struggles to last a year somewhere before he turns sad again mm. sad yeah, that's true that's true well, the last one I got boys and that's from my third party contact up with the Broncos now uh, I've got a lot of emails about Desi Hasler and that um, he's not happy at the Bulldogs and that um, the Broncos will make a play from the end of next year well, yes. the third-party people, they have made a play in him and he knocked them back very quickly. So that's sort of dispelled any rumours there. But, yeah, well, like you just mentioned it, that Desi Hazlitt probably didn't have a good year. And whether or not he's fitting into the culture of the Bulldogs, I'm not too sure. I know he was really pissed off when Todd Greenberg left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, look, watch your space, boys. Le- left him holding the bag. Yeah. So there you go. I'm out. I'm out. Going to the NRL because I'm about to usurp Dave Smith in about 12 months' time. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a black eye after this whole scare. I know uh, nothing was proven and a lot of people are pointing the fingers, but I still think that may have given him enough of a black eye in his name for now as far as taking Dave Smith's job. So uh, I'll, I'll actually be very interested to see what happens at the Bulldogs next year. It's it's hard to fathom. You know, They've still got a very good side, but I want to see what happens without Barber there. Um, you know, and a replacement. We still haven't seen a replacement or who's going to do that job. And I tell you what, if it's Josh Morris, well, then God, mm. he needs to learn how to ball play a bit better. He had a go, but yeah, if that happens again and Inu's gone, well, then who's your centre? Yeah, exactly. So there's a couple of little questions. So there's off the field issues and on the field issues for, for the doggies. See Not always well. See if they're back to being happy next year. Angry Jeffs, he's laughing all the way to the bank. That's right. Anger gets, <laughs> anger gets <laughs> everywhere. This, this is ridiculous. There needs to be an investigation at the Bulldogs. There's got to be some sort of investigation. Are they the best referees we've got? Are they the best? Uh, and, imagine, and, imagine if they get beat by a dudded call this week. And the penalty count, 6-1, 6-1. Oh, and there was a couple of square-ups at the end. I can't wait for it. I hope there is. I love Angry Jeff. We had a really good suggestion on our page last week. This is a little bit off topic, but... Um, we asked a question about, uh, you know, how how would you get people back to the games and why don't you go to the game, la, la, la. In the short and long of it, one of the one guy on our page said they should put the uh, make the post-match press conference on the field and put it over the loudspeakers for the crowd. <laughs> I thought that's really good. <laughs> or, or they could um, put it on the big screen. Mm. I'll tell you what. I like it. I'd stay and drink cans at Centibet if they put it on the big screen. You, you want to get people... You, you, I'll tell you what, you want, to, you, you want to scare families away from the game, put Craig Bellamy a microphone <laughs> in the box when Melbourne are losing the game and Craig Bellamy's going off, do what he's saying. Like, I think the I think now they uh, have the refs explain their decisions on uh, video review is great, similar to the NFL. Um, it yeah, gives yeah. a bit of interaction. Holding. 
Um, you don't have my sports ears in there useless. So, um, but yeah, I just thought it was good. What are your thoughts? Angry Jeff, yeah. Well, like I said, Mike up the box. I'd like to see what he's saying. And all Bellamy can't the game. The box oh, that'd be outstanding. No. Like when we watch Matt Elliott go, go on to the post, fish. Go on to the post. Like he's already thinking that. Matt Elliott, get your telekinesis out. No, 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 no. Send him a message. Brain to brain. I'm sending you a message. Under the post, fish. But in the short long of it, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a good suggestion. Yeah. yeah, that's sure. It'd be interesting. I'm going to tweet it to Dave Smith right now. I'm tweeting now. You, you want to Dave Smith? You want another one? Make Angry Jeff perform that song that was made of him live on YouTube. <laughs> the, the ridiculous song. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And play the film clip. I'm enough, there. enough of there. enough of your singing. I'd be there in a minute, mate. Here we go. All right, we've, we've gone far enough off topic. So <laughs> back onto what's going. Any, anything else, mate? No, that's it, boys. All right, well, it's uh, the penultimate round. There's no other way to describe it, but it's either going to be a draw or... It's not going to be a draw. Gossip's going to win, and I've already said this. If this is a draw, I get to pick a neutral fixture in the World Cup. I reckon Cup. we just put it on this game. This game is it. No, it doesn't okay. work that way. Because cool. if it's a draw, you can't just take the win. That's that's points, mate. Yeah, but he gets to choose, He gets to pick what team. Well, I'll, so I'll, surely that's worth something. I'll give you two options, all right? Oh, here we go. Because I'm out, and you two can agree on this. You can either have a neutral game that I'm going to choose from the World Cup, and but, we'll throw a few out there, and you can agree on it, or you can have a supplementary tip on either new, the New South Wales Cup or the Toyota Cup. And if you end up in a draw, that other result will decide the extra point. But you'll. But I think we're both going to tip the same for New South Wales. Well, that's Cup the and thing. You need, have, you need to have opposite. opposite <laughs> of, you need to have opposite of opinions. So I don't know. No, you, we'll just throw it. We'll throw it on this one, and then we'll. We'll roll the dice yeah. in the World Cup. We'll we'll have, have, maybe, I reckon, we'll have a... Uh, me and you will have a little World Cup draft. If, if it ends up in a draw, we'll World Cup draft and see who can get the most wins. And then... Yeah, win- for sure. All right, done. That'll add a bit of interest yeah, in the World you, Cup. You need something, because yeah. if this is a draw, I'm not Don't going get angry, down. man. I'm not. I've got a wooden spoon for you. You're getting angry, yeah. I'm not getting angry, but old mate over here is trying to steal the victory with a draw and go, nah, this guy... No, I'm saying that he's got uh, the right of choice. <laughs> <coughs> you got me yeah, choking over it, right? You're dying. <coughs> sort it out. <laughs> All right, well, it, it's coming. Here it is. Give it to us. It's coming to that time. I'm, I'm going to tip first, obviously, because my man's nothing, but I'm going the Roosters. Pretty straightforward for me. I think the forward pack uh, is the big difference. They're very, a little bit of an advantage, maybe, in the halves to Manly, just because I think Maloney carries Pierce a little bit, uh, and the back lines are pretty much dead even. But I, I look at the Roosters' forward pack, I look at their bench, I see a lot more that I like in those two areas that uh, make me think they're going to get the results. So. I'm going the Bondi boys. What about you, Gothlip? Well, to be honest, I was going to pick the Seagulls anyway, so... You are? You're going to what? I'm going to pick the Seagulls. I was going to pick them anyway, so I'm going to go to the Seagulls. Look, literally a flip of the coin. I was going to go to the Seagulls, so there you go. He got it. I was. I All thought right. you'd go the Roosters for sure. All right, stop confusing me. No. I've gone the Roosters. Gossip. He's gone Manly. It's not rocket science. Yeah, but you've just yeah, cut in. Manly. you got Manly. Manly. All right, Manly. Hey, Manly. Bro, oh, I have to go to the Roosters. So he's going... Brock's I have to go to the Roosters, and then I'm going to look like a dick because I said they wouldn't make the eight, and they're going to win the comp. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far ahead. I still think nah. the Roosters will win. But you can all keep banging on your Manly drum. Feel free. It's all good. Oh, I can imagine the Manly hate that's going to come through on the page for me now. Yeah, well, you made your own bed, so lay in it, but I'm going to the Roosters. Oh, yeah, in a way, the Roosters fans have been nice to me. Manly fans haven't been. So in a way, I think that I should probably support the Roosters. 
And I did admit halfway through the year I was wrong. I still think you if still, they give no, away no, if they can, give away so many penalties, you, you how still, do they keep winning? You still argued to me even when they lost that semi that game to the Roosters last round when the penalty count was twelve five. The Rabbitohs mm-hmm. aren't the GF now though. They're gone. No, I just oh, that worries me. It's just it doesn't worry me. They're, they're so angry. Jared doesn't you care. You can't give away fifteen penalties. Jared snapped off George Rose's head, and they still won. And last week he yeah. KO'd Eddie Medeiros, and he bumped Chris McQueen. Every time Jared hurts somebody, they win convincingly. All right. What about um, Clive Churchill, first try scorer of Russell? Uh, well, look, uh, well, I didn't think that far, to be honest. But um, well, first try scorer is going to be a difficult one. I think it might be someone off the bench because wow. most sides have yeah. struggled to score points in the first 40 of all this. David Gower. David Gower. Um, yeah, so I'd go roughly probably off the bench. So, That's amazing. Um, geez, I'd like to put Kayson in there. I mean, Georgie Rose, same thing. Georgie. Oh, are you um, serious? If that's Jesus. first draw on the JF. I'm oh. walking out. Oh. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> we start off the bench, I think. Yeah, what about you, Churchill? Churchill, I'll go uh, Cherry Evans. Daly Cherry. Yeah. We've already gone hours earlier. I went uh, Tupo under the high ball first up, and I, if the Roosters win, I think Maloney will be, but I wouldn't be surprised if Warrior Hargraves or Friend was a dark horse for that award. Mm. Yeah, I like Jake Friend if the Roosters, mm. Roosters win. Jake Friend's been playing under his skin. I think he'll get it. He'll get it. Goes good. Boxhead, you going to chuck yours in again or not? What? My daily M and first try score. I've already told you. Play, yeah, not in this segment, you haven't. Oh, You've got to let Gossip know. Gossip can't read your mind. Gossip can't read your mind. Sorry, the viewers. Jesus, you're not reviewing us at the moment. Mate, Gossip can't read your mind. All right. Um, I went Cherry Evans and Foran for um, Daly M. Oh, that's good. That's ideal. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> and what did I go first try score? I think I said uh, Sonny Bill or Justin Horro. Yeah, well, I like yeah, a back row yeah, in the grand final. You do like a back row in the grand Ryan final. Hoffman last year, okay. boom, cash is raining. Ryan Hoffman in 2009 grand final, boom, cash is raining. Mm. There's one <laughs> simple ingredient in both those tries, though. Coop Cronk. Cronk. <laughs> and Dalian winner, mate. But yeah. uh, there it is. It all comes down to this one. Brock's gone, the Roosters. Gossip has the Eagles. If Gossip gets the result, that's it. That's all she wrote. If not, you guys can bloody do whatever you want. You can race snails. You can have a rat race, two frog jumping. Uh, you can bet on bloody... We, sh- we should have drawing. a fight, a charity fight. A charity fight. Charity fight. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, think, I think we realise from the photos we've seen so far who's got the two big heads in this mob. So I think there's a clear winner in that case because there's one head that won't be getting cracked. What do you think I'm suggesting? <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing to lose either. No. No, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, mate, uh, enjoy the games. Oh, actually, there you go. Well, what about the New South Wales Cup and the Holden Cup? You're a Panthers man. You going them in both? Yeah, I'll go both, especially in Holden Cup. They're specials, but... Um, I don't know about that. Yeah, the Sharks, they've got a good side. Or the Storm Sharks, whatever you want to bloody call them. Go to but, the Storm. Um, your wins are in a bit of a roll at the moment, so... Yeah, go the Panthers in both. Go the Electric Sharks. Oh, well, there you go. We could have our... We could have our... Other bet on that. I'll back the Sharks in New South Wales Cup. So you want? Yeah. You, you just have to agree on it. If you're going to supplement that, if you get the so result, if the Roosters win and the Sharks win, I'm back and old back. Pan, I think Panthers will win. Hold well, You guys agree? So are you happy to have it on the? Are you happy to have it we on? We can't go on that. Now, well, there you go. So you said no. Now you're going with my idea. All right, it's not happening. You can do a draft. We'll or, do a World Cup draft if it ends up in yeah, a World Cup. Yeah, you, you can have a million different contests, you know. You can have a lemonade stand to see who sells most. I don't care, but somehow there's going to be a winner. Yeah. 
Don't get angry because <laughs> you came. <laughs> it's all good. Right, by a couple of points. It's all right. I'll come first at the Christmas party. Yeah. She'll be right. Parramatta came last by a couple of points too. Yeah, by a lot. By a lot. All right, well, no worries, mate. Thanks a lot, and uh, obviously you'll enjoy the games on the weekend and fire up. Fantastic. Thanks, lads. No worries, See you, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, me, Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained, and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com. Alrighty, before we head into the wrap-up of the grand final edition of the podcast, we've done a quick fan forum on Facebook and Twitter just to see if there's any questions out there that anyone had about the grand final that they'd like us to run over. So, Brock, All right, Jordan Regwell, he said, do you think if the Roosters win, um, even if Sonny Bill doesn't have an amazing game, he'll still win the Clive Churchill medal to convince him to stay? No. Nah. It's not going to happen like that. You only got to look conspiracy at conspiracy the, theory. I don't mind it, but no. Nah, but you've only got to look at the previous winners. Every winner is justified. Yeah. Uh, Matty Johnson, Watmo, and Glenn Stewart to have a little bit more involvement. Um, do you think that's needed for the Manly Seagulls to get up? Was that Watmo and who? Watmo and Stewart. Well, I think Watmo has been plenty involved for most of the year, and yeah. uh, off that knee injury, I don't really think you can poke the bees nest and say he needs to step his game up. I think he's done well uh, to even be playing, especially you know he definitely needs surgery. He said that himself. Uh, Glenn Stewart, yeah, well, he's been a bit up and down, but he did set up a try last week. He's had some good signs the last couple of weeks, so see what happens. Brad Stamp said uh, Manly was shot ducks two weeks ago, um, but still made the grand final. Do you think Nullivar is a big loss? Not really. No, me neither. He's no. Barely, barely played this year. He's old and he's slow, and they got younger blokes on the bench, so yeah. PJ Marsden said, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I hope Hargraves gets knocked cold off the kickoff. Good. I don't see uh-huh. that happening. I see him knocking somebody else out. That's about it. <laughs> uh, Daniel Curry said, why PJ Marsden? Because he's a better player than you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Daniel Curry also said, how did Jake Friend only get five daily endpoints? And that's, um, well, that's a fair question. Yeah, well. I've got no I, idea. Because he's playing in such a good side, take, I guess. Take a points off. Boyd Cordner got some points. Uh, Maloney got points. Sonny Bill wasn't on that. There's a pl- bunch of those blokes that kind of rotated the shift, whereas you look at a Thurston or something like that, they pretty much just get all the points. Uh, you know, Melbourne, again, uh, Cronk had 28, and Smith was there, like, in fourth or fifth on 20. So certain teams, you know, different blokes to track points from each other. Mm. George Bagiri, he's a dude who hates me on Facebook. He smashed <laughs> it. He said, I can't wait for the game. I hate people who predict the outcome of the game. Well... You shouldn't be posting on our, our bloody status or listening to our podcast. Yeah. Ask a rabbit supporter how it feels to eat your own words. So he's, he's still after me. Yeah, well, there's plenty. He may of, come and kill there me. Was pl- there, was plenty, there was plenty of manly people that predicted that Melbourne were going to get beat last year when they copped a 40-something pounder before the Storm made that grand final. So mm. I think in any case, everyone's always going to make predictions. So come on, Georgie. Yeah, settle down, George. Oh, no, everyone's going to predict things. What happens is a different story. That's up to the two teams, but it's anyone's game. Yeah, he's a, he's a mad Manly fan, and I, I said to him in a bit of a back and forth about six weeks ago that Manly couldn't win the comp. So, yep. Well, you might eat your words. We'll wait. And see. I might, and if I if I do, I, I do. Good if time. he dies, he dies. Well, have you got anything else, or have you That's just pulled, it. you pulled the handbrake? Well, That's that was it. a. Nice and nifty quick fan forum to finish things off for the grand final. So for now, we are heading into the wrap-up. Well, it's finally here. It is grand final week, the end of the season. Very, very sad times. But thank God for us, there is a World Cup not too far away. But uh, here it is, the penultimate round. Bondi 
versus Manly. We've got the Fibros versus the Silvertails. Who will win? God knows, but it's going to be one hell of a game if it is anything like the final, the first week of the competition. But for now, as always, this podcast will be available on Podomatic and iTunes tonight and early tomorrow morning. So like us, review us, and share it with your friends. And if you want to get in contact with us, hit us up on Twitter at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. But for now, it is the grand final week. Holden Cup, I'm going the Warriors over the Panthers. New South Wales Cup, I'm going to back the Sharkies to get the job done over the Panthers again. And in the grand final, toss of a coin stuff, but I'm going to have to go with the Roosters. And I'm absolutely pumped to be heading to ANZ Stadium this weekend for the grand final. So, guys, enjoy your rugby league. Bye. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.